when you start to become unaligned, uh, like you said, you start to see the shift in things. And then people go, well, why is my revenue stopped? Why, or why is my revenue plateaued? Why has this happened? And normally it's because there's energy associated in some way, shape or form. And things are unaligned, whether or not that's in home, community or business that is influencing, you know, where you're going. What is up, my fellow dreamers and soul searchers? Welcome to the Roxy Talks Manifestation Podcast, your raw, unfiltered, and unapologetic source for all things manifestation related. I'm Roxy Lee, and for the last decade, I have been researching and developing my signature 360 method, which combines behavioral science, quantum physics, and the law of attraction to help you manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Visit RoxyTalks.com for more info. Now, let's get into it. What is up, my fellow dreamers and soul searchers? Welcome to an exciting episode of Roxy Talks. We have a very special guest today, Miss Angela Henderson, who is a fantastic business owner and lifestyle liver and builder in her own right. And she's here to help us conceptualize doing it, making it, living as your own boss, being your own person, making your own decisions, what that looks like, how to build it, how to grow it, how to maintain it. That's a big thing. You know, I think one thing I see just in our community a lot is people wondering how to maintain something once they get it and not kind of going back into their own patterns or, you know, fears and worries and doubts and things like that. So thank you, Angela or Ange. Yes. <laughs> I might slip an Ange here and there. I don't know. I'm pretty informal. So, you know, we got, the, got the formalities out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, whatever you need me to be for you, I'm here for you today, my friend. And I love your accent. I, I love an Australian. So it's a mixture. So initially I've lived a third of my life in Canada. I lived a third of my life in the U S and a third of my life in Australia. So you've got like this kind of mixture uh, accent going on. Yes. I like it. I love it. It's one of my faves. So I'm going to enjoy, I'm just going to be enjoying hearing you talk in general. Um, and also excited and happy to have you here and appreciate you coming on the show and helping us live our lives in the best way possible because that's that's what, what we need gonna do. yeah what, what else are we gonna exactly do exactly right <laughs> okay so you have built two successful businesses and you're out here doing your thing helping others tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of like what got you to this point what mindset you've been in to achieve what you have I mean, I started off in business 11 years ago and my son at that stage was like nine months old where he was just like playing with electronic toys. And I just remember looking down going, there's got to be more to toys than this. You know, as an ex-mental health clinician uh, of 15 years where I used to diagnose people with anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar, et cetera, I'm very much about like sparking imagination, creativity, finding gross motor skills. So I just remember like, no, there's going to be a better way. So I went looking and what I found was some amazing products that you couldn't find at say Walmart or Target or those things. 
Um, so I opened up my first store called Finley and Me After My Son, where we focused on creating childhood memories through play, love and travel. Um, well, I still worked full time as a mental health clinician. We started off with zero everything, as we all do, uh, and slowly worked our way up to having 1400 different products. Uh, we then also wow. had 70,000 people following us on Facebook, 20,000 on Instagram, and we had an email list of 50,000 plus. So, you know, wow. we again, but the key there is we all start, you know, I started off with zero. Yeah. And so that was really cool. But then what happened was, is I noticed that the moms who were ultimately buying the toys for their kids or whatever, I felt a bit of disconnect. So I started blogging around like the loneliness of motherhood, depression and anxiety and women and just all these mm-hmm. things. And what happened was, is then my blog and influencer t- side of that b- part of the business took off. So then I had a different income stream. I then also was getting paid by big companies like Hilton, Club Med and things like that for them to tap into my audience and for me to write content that would be relevant to that audience. Wow. So that was really cool. I was signed with Netflix as one of the top 30 influencers here in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I was able to wow. travel different parts of the world and that so that was really great from a learning opportunity and being able to lead with value to those moms but also to realize that you could have multiple income streams um and so again if you have a bad month on one side of the business you still had money coming in from the other side so that was really uh, interesting and then it just led into you know people want to start picking my brain and as an ex-mental health clinician as a social worker I'm a bit of a giver but then I finally realized <laughs> after my uh, 14th coffee date and I don't even right. drink coffee was, hold on a minute, if I charge these 14 people over the last couple of months for my expertise, I could have a secondary business. And that's ultimately how the consulting side came. And yeah, now I work with women to get all the pieces in place to help them make four and five figure months and then six and seven figure years without burning out. And uh, mindset's crucial. For me is uh, I never looked at failing was never an option. Mm. So it right from the beginning, it wasn't an option. This will work and we will just continue right. to adapt. So failing was yes. never an option. Uh, my mindset's always been really strong, but especially over the last few years, I've, I've exercised that muscle even more by seeing hypnotherapists to different healers and things like that. And that was really sparked more when I lost five significant people in the last three years. So my uh, grandmother died on Christmas. My brother died on Mother's Day. A, fr- a father type figure died on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I then had a business friend die a couple of weeks after that. And then uh, a best friend just died recently. So it oh really sparked God. this uh, journey of like, well, hold on a minute. There's a lot of healing that has to do. And, and from that, uh, there's the mindset's gotten even stronger than before. So, you know, when people start businesses, they're really just kind of looking at ticking the boxes a lot. Where's the next right. transaction coming? Right. Where's this coming? And I get that to a point, but I've always been from the essence of lead with value. If you lead mm-hmm. with value first, you will become profitable. But it mm-hmm. seems very counterintuitive to what people yes. are being taught online. And also that essence of staying true to alignment. Are you doing things because you're genuinely in alignment with it? Are you doing things because the ego is sitting there on your shoulder saying, what will this look like in social media? Are you creating Mm. a social media worthy business or are you creating a business that's in alignment with you? So, you know, I think those things are super important to consider uh, when, when looking at that business journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, just, it's interesting because the whole culture has shifted, especially with, you know, the pandemic to this like DIY, make it yourself. You can do it. Anybody can kind of do, which is true. Um, but now you have all these people kind of swimming in this imposter syndrome and, you know, mm-hmm. trading their values for money again in different ways. You know, we start out as jobs, like, oh, I'm trading my time. But then, like you said, if you're just doing something because it's making money online, you're not being authentic to yourself. You're not going to fulfill yourself. You're going to burn out. Like that's something that I want to talk to you about as well is just, you know, when you're 
dedicating all that time to something that doesn't totally fulfill you, you're, you're lying to yourself, essentially masking Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) And it will also, I mean, your energy will also be impacted with that and your revenue will start to be impacted with Mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you might have really great energy and really great flow and all that, but all of a sudden when you start to become unaligned, uh, like you said, you start to see the shift in things and then people go, well, why is my revenue stopped? Why, or why mm. is my revenue plateaued? Why has this happened? Yes. And normally it's because there's energy associated in some way, shape or form and things are unaligned, whether or not that's in home, community mm. or business that is influencing, you know, where you're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So let's speak, let's, if we dive down into that a little bit more, um, when you do feel, when you're finding yourself at out of alignment, let's say that you've been building a business or you've been doing something that was a passion project for you. It's been working, it's been making money. And then you do get to that point. I am plateaued. I am burnt out. It doesn't align anymore. What do you do from that point forward to not let your fears come back in and go into scarcity mode and things like that? I mean, I think there's a few things. If you're gen, I mean, you, you have to still go back is, you know, I think there's a difference between burnout and alignment, right? So it's like, first of all, asking yourself, question is am I out of alignment with what I'm doing now mm-hmm. and if and where is that alignment piece so is it that you're out of alignment because it no longer serves you is it out of alignment because you're about to get a divorce and if you got through the divorce the alignment piece would be back in there right like so mm-hmm. alignment there's so many things that we could uncover from there right is it that um I don't know, again, for me, like, did someone pass away? So you just Mm -hmm. feel like kind of unaligned with what's going on right now because of the emotional, um, how you're not aligned with yourself emotionally at the moment, right? So there's a different, and then, or are you generally going, you know what, this business no longer serves me. Mm. And then what happens is sometimes is if you're really honest with yourself, it's like when I owned Finley and me, the, the educational toy store, for example, there came a point where I was no longer in alignment and it no longer served me. What mm. got me there was no longer going to get me to where I wanted to go. I was no longer excited. It no longer lit me up. It became, it started to feel heavy and feel like a chore. Mm-hmm. People had asked to buy it off of me, but because I was so infused in the brand and so was my kids, I didn't, I consciously couldn't lay my head on my pillow knowing no other person could have picked it. And this is not from a place of conceitedness, but generally my personality is what do you mean brought people into right. our community, right? No right. one can replace that. And right. it's just fact. And so also because it was so infused with my kids as I also knew like, Hey, I don't really want anyone else owning their images and things mm. like that. So I chose not to. Yeah. So I was, but again, I had to be honest with myself. And do you really like, and people had already always warned me that as your kids get older, will you still want to do this? And I'm kind of like, I'll let the journey wherever it takes me. Yeah. So when my kids dig that older, I no longer was excited about baby toys and things that were no longer fitting for their, where they were at developmentally mm-hmm. and growing. And so I knew it was time to put my energy into something else. And like I said, business consulting was never even on the cards, right. but I'd already started thinking about like, Hey, it's getting harder. I'm showing up. I'm not as excited to talk about things anymore. And that's funnily enough, the universe, again, if you believe in the universe and the energy, whatever is the reality of it is, is then also these coffee dates, even though I didn't know where that was going, all these mm-hmm. coffee dates were coming. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it dawned on me, Oh, this is where my next start is. Right. So I think it's important too, that so again, going back to the alignment pieces, you really need to be honest with yourself. Is it something that's just situationally unaligned at the moment? Are you generally no longer aligned with your business? Mm-hmm. And if you're no longer aligned with your business, I think it's really important to give yourself permission to potentially maybe close it down. Yeah, you know, right. but again, mm-hmm. what happens is people's like, what's the fear of what people are going to think, the fear yeah. of the unknown, the fear of this. And so they keep going on. But then what happens is you just, you become more and more unhappy. 
And then what happens is then, so that's one component. But then I see people who then continue to just kind of run the rat race. And then they start to become more and more lethargic. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. some people, that's when people over time, because things start to influence home, community, and business, that then they get a full-blown mental health diagnosis. Like mm-hmm. they genuinely now have ma- like a clinical major depressive disorder right. because they haven't really stayed true to themselves. So like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's a pretty long piece of thing, but simplistically is ask yourself, are you still in alignment? Does it light you up? Does it bring you joy? And if the answer is no, is then we need to start looking at, well, what, what do I need to change? And I think this is really important is what do I need to change? What happens is normally your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. Mm-hmm. So when I start to see patterns of behavior, it's normally the internal is so fucking messy that they haven't dealt with that. So their mindset is becomes more of a fixed mindset. Blame game starts and there's no responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, the essence of having to grow that mindset is imperative. Hence why I've done and continue to do, you know, hypnotherapy, healing sessions, mindset work, right? Like it doesn't stop. Right. And that's the thing is people, when they say, well, what does it take to create that successful business is it's the internal stuff. I can give mm-hmm. you strategy till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. I can give you support. I can help you with sales and marketing, but until you work on the inside, which nobody wants to do, right. you're going to plateau or you're going to continue to feel unaligned, not excited, not motivated. And eventually, you know, you put, potentially are back at a nine to five job. Woo! Girl, you just spoke to my worst nightmare. <laughs> the worst thing I can think of is like waitressing again. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Gouge my eyes out. Right. Oh my God. I just like, I have to look at it and be like, nope, never again. That'll never be my story again. <laughs> no, no, <dude. laughs> no, but and it's funny too. That, that I don't know about you, but you know, there's also the essence of asking for help. One of the things that I've also learned is not only taking responsibility for yourself and making sure you're in alignment, but in addition to that, asking for help. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What happens often is people want to start outsourcing things within like their business first, right? right? But ultimately remember too, is that like part of this responsibility could be when was a lot, like a lot of people will blame their partners. Oh, come home and works, cracks a beard, you know I mean, watch a sport. But if that, if you've allowed that pattern of behavior to go on for 10 years, of course, they're not going to change because that's <laughs> all they know also, right? Like sometimes I don't think that people are being dickheads. It's just people are habits. Right. Right. So it's like the essence of like, again, asking for help. And again, so if your partner doesn't know any different, when was the last time you said like, Hey, honey, I am under the pump and I really just need you to start folding the laundry. I just need you to take one thing off the plate. But also if your partner's not going to come to the table again, choice, right. Mm -hmm. And you might, some people be out there. That's all right, Angela, you got, you both, you both make money or whatever. Again, looking for excuses. Right. But I'm here to tell you, Like, I don't know what the costs are where you're at, but like for us is I have a house manager now. She's only been with me for the last month at time of recording. She comes in two hours a day. She puts one or two loads of laundry on. She tidies everything up. She cooks our dinner. All I have to do is reheat it. Why? Because I was unaligned within my home life. Mm -hmm. I was yelling more at the kids. I was getting more stressed with the partner, everything. And I was like, hold on, this isn't why I'm doing business. This isn't right. right. What do I do? Choose either reduce some of my things, but I've got some big projects coming on or ask for help. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed to ask for help. And the way to ask for help for me wasn't necessarily outsourcing in the business. It was what needs to be outsourced at home. Mm-hmm. So again, 
I can cut back on other expenses because now what happens is I can go to my kids' basketball knowing that when we come home, we don't have to go, shit, take your, this off, get your lunchbox over here, get your pajamas on, I'll get dinner on, and everything's freaking crazy. Choice, mm-hmm. right? Responsibility. So now we come in, I'm like, all right, you guys do that. I have a few minutes of electronics. I'll just going to warm dinner and we can sit down and everyone is much calmer. So again, there is something powerful with no understanding and being true to yourself, being in aligned with yourself, being willing to take responsibility for yourself and being willing to ask for help and kind of break down some of those limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about growth and expansion, okay, because I want to talk about scaling and I know that's something that um, is, is in your your expertise um, and just the idea of like pushing past. Okay. So how about this, you know, to build, to build a business and to create your, 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 your life is pushing past one set of boundaries and one set of limitations in its own right. And then once you get there and you have it, and that becomes normal to you, then you have to push through that next set of boundaries and elevating or expanding or scaling or whatever it is that we're talking about. It's like, you know, going somewhere different and beyond. Ooh you know, what this next thing is. Cause I, it's for me, like when I became successful at this, it all happened so fast. I was manifesting, I was doing all my things. And then I was like, okay, what now? I had no idea what to do from that point forward because this was the goal. And then I was like, what do I do now? You know? So I would love to talk about the idea of, you know, when you do have that organization, you've got the time, you've got the focus, you have the business. Now what, now, how do we go bigger with these dreams? Well, again, I think it goes back to really simplicity. What is it that you want, right? Like, and I think people, when you're in growth and scale, sometimes you can lose yourself because you're so focused on hitting that revenue goal. You're mm-hmm. so focused on growing the team. You're so focused on whatever that is. Right. And then when you finally have the space to sit, it can be very difficult for people, especially I believe the entrepreneur brain, regardless. I mean, I've got Florida ADHD, but regardless if you have ADHD or not, I think most entrepreneur brains are on all the time. Right. We don't necessarily sit well with slowness, but again, sitting with that slowness and going, you know, what is it that you want? A lot of times, you know, I see that once you start to nudge towards that six kind of figure, sorry, six plus figures and moving into the seven figures is people start being able to look more at their impact. They start looking at more of their legacy versus scaling anymore because money is no longer the goal. Right. I mean, they've got, they've got their car, they've got their house, they've got whatever, like they've kind of ticked all those goals, but they haven't really ticked the, um, um, the kind of what's underneath the surface. Right. Okay. What will this money allow you to have? What will allow me to have my house? Okay. But what else will that allow you to have? Okay. Now it's like, you can think about creating the bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So when I was to say, again, if you're at that place and you've kind of gone, I'm bored, I don't know what else to do. Going back to what lights you up. What dreams do you want to do? What impact do you want to have? Like for me going into 2022, my actually word of the year is impact. Mm. And sometimes it's also, it's like impact for me next year isn't just about making more money. It's about impact and, and having the time to probably, well, not probably, but to move more, having mm. better impact on my health. Because again, right. when we're in these growth stages, we might do a little bit of movement, but collectively I see most people decrease on exercise and movement because they're just so stationary at their desk. Now I get it. And that was our choice. But for me next year, it's about hiring that personal trainer. And it's not to go and be in a bikini. It's about making sure that I'm fit for my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me is again, allowing you to think about what does impact mean? I'll also be looking at uh, bringing a foundation so that I'll be able to take some of the money from this business and then put it into a a separate business. Mm -hmm. So, but again, I have to 
sit in that and understand what does what is that? What lights me up? Am I doing it because I want to do it or am I doing it because of ego? Because once you hit scale, really, in my opinion, it's just a matter of putting more money into the fuel and scaling ads, scaling visibility, scaling whatever. Like if you've already kind of hit it, you can always make more money. That's mm-hmm. how I kind of look at it. It becomes mm-hmm. more of your bigger dreams. What what do you want people when you're they're standing at your funeral? What do you want them to remember you for? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a, not like dump da like a dark thing, but that's the reality. Are they gonna remember that you had seven? seven figure launches mm. are they going to remember that oh angela donated back to domestic violence angela was happy to donate to these people angela gave her time back to here yeah. but i find that a lot of people don't there's just not that space when you're in that growing space do you know mm-hmm. what i mean again choice but i just feel like there's so many other things that are moving that you don't have opportunity so if you now have that opportunity that's a question i'd probably ask yourself is when people are at your funeral what do you want to be remembered by Oof, that's a heavy question. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, like, I've just kind of come to the, the place where, you know, I know that it, when I show up to work every day, no matter what I'm doing, I'm helping people live their life. So I've kind of put myself into a space where, like, I can express myself in ways that fulfill me. And I know that like, ultimately, whatever it is, it's going to help someone else either by me just doing it and they, them watching me and emulating it or by what I have to say about it, or, you know, Mm -hmm. this connection here and there, even if it's just a post here and there. But even like your podcast, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. podcasting. And this is one of the things this podcast is such a brilliant way to make impact, right? Mm -hmm. Is there are people right now listening to either this podcast or your previous podcasts? Right. who may never have bought anything from you but that's not the reason why that we do this the reason right. is well I don't know about you but for me with my own podcast that's been going for three and a half years is you know is I'm always like if I can leave whoever's listening in a better spot than when they were when the, before they press play on that mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. that's still impact right impact doesn't Absolutely. mean starting a foundation or whatever it's like again but sitting in that moment and being able to define what does impact mean right um, it doesn't have to be money related impact and I think people forget that we have a voice we have a a way of being able to help people in so many other ways than just money yes absolutely so what do you say for somebody who is kind of just starting out just kind of opening up to the idea that like oh I could do something like I could take control like you said once you've made that decision like where what's what's the next step okay I want to take control of my life now what Look, and it's, it's control of your life. I mean, there's so many things from there, but I'm just thinking if you wanted to like, say, start the business, right? And you're kind of like, now what? What do mm-hmm. I do with this idea? Right, Where do right. I go? Right. Again, I just say like, get it out there, right? Test it. You don't need a million people in social media. You just need to have the, you know, cojones to just go and do what <laughs> you need to do, right? Is what it comes down to. So my thing is, is are you going to let fear get in the way? Or judgment get in the way or limiting beliefs in the way? Or are you just going to take responsibility and do it? Mm-hmm. You know, what I say often, though, is that I have an analogy around a turd, though. <laughs> the, number one, the number one thing is about validating your idea and product. Really, that's the number one thing. Because when women come to me as a consultant, they'll come to me and I'm like, mm, okay, we're going to have to turd proof this. And they will, what do, what do you mean by that? And it's like, if your product looks like a turd, smells like a turd, it probably tastes like a turd. I can't put pink glitter and pink boas in it 
to sell it any other way, right? But we need to determine that. Well, how do you then determine that? It's like, right, well, we just either go to markets, go find a local market if you've got a product or something. Mm-hmm. Go and like, again, you don't even need a website, but if you've got a really great idea and you're like, hey, go into different Facebook communities where you're able to post, don't be a douchebag and just do it, but where you've got permission to post and be like, hey, I'm offering five discovery calls so I can chat about this and I'll give you an hour of my time. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might be exchanging time for money and I get that and I don't encourage people to do shit for free forever but when you're in this infancy stages versus paying for a website and all these bells and whistles and you have a turd then you've just wasted (laughs) all this time and money my thing was just like just get it out there start somewhere start testing it and once you get a couple sales and you start to get testimonials then you've got that validation then you might Mm. build the website and then you might there's like the flow in effect but you you number one thing to do is just test it because mm-hmm. without testing we don't have data and without data we can't make better informed decisions about where to from next because mm-hmm. uh, if it's a turd you know <laughs> we we pretty much should close up shop and look at something else hey there's a lady that makes money selling turds she sells like moose poop <laughs> yeah dude there, there are do you know I mean in tourism places in australia they have like you can buy kangaroo balls right literally on a key ring right like there is a market but again they will obviously covid but before covid we have an enormous amount of tourism here in australia right that shit still sells right there's still a time and place for it right so but again they got on they knew it was, a, so that's right. not a turd. They I might not buy it, but there are a bunch of people buying kangaroo balls and taking it back to their friends and family. Fact, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a turd. They validate a product. They continue to make more. They be, continue to become profitable. When is a turd not a turd? When is a turd not a turd? <laughs> well, again, I would think when is a turd not a turd is when, again, you start to get those runs on the board, right? <laughs> Yeah. Make the first sale. If you mm-hmm. don't make sales, and that's yes. what I say to people when, if they're working with me, I'm like, okay, again, you've got this idea. One, is it truly mm-hmm. in alignment? Mm. And they say, yes. Okay. I can't change that. And then we put it out there and I'm like, okay, where have you put it out there? And then they say, oh, I only did one post. I'm like one post. You're lucky mm-hmm. if 5% of the internet sees that because of Instagram and algorithm, right? But of that 5%, you're going to have to hope that they had their credit cards ready to give you. So a lot of times what happens is people want instant gratification. They want the Mm -hmm. immediate sale. But the reality of it is, is you have to get out there repetitively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whenever you generally are looking at, you know, starting something new or, and you could already be in business, but you want to launch something new, whatever that looks like is you still have to give it time. The number one thing when I teach in my four week accelerator program called everyday payday, helping women make everyday a payday is literally, (laughs) it's like people don't ask for the sale. They create these products and they test whether or not it's a turd, but then they don't go and market it. They don't go and ask for the sale. So then I'm like, is it, it may have not actually been a turd, mm-hmm. right? It's just that you actually didn't go out there to validate it. You thought you did by posting one time. You were so the you turd. also, but you exactly, well, you were the turd because you didn't <laughs> do anything with your product that could have made you millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I also see things go wrong is that people, Uh, If you think about a nine to five job, which I know you and I were just talking about this, the waitressing side, but 
<laughs> still though we would have got hired to go i mean i used to be a waitress too in, in albuquerque new mexico the reality of it is, is we still got hired we had a we had kpis we had to meet you need to show up on time you had to wear certain things you need to be able to deliver your food you need to be have a great customer service and all those things mm-hmm. but if we all of a sudden had it if we started getting complaints like the customers were complaining we had bad attitudes whatever our manager would have pulled us aside and said you either need to pull your head in or you're going to get fired So we then typically most times pull our head in, did what we need to do, and we kept our job. It's the same thing with us as business owners, though, is we've got KPIs Mm -hmm. that we need to meet every Mm -hmm. single day. And if we don't, then we're not going to get fired, per se. We're going to lose our business and we're going to have to go back to the nine to five. But somewhere we lose that ability to think about it from that angle and that people, again, so to me, selling, it is your responsibility to ask for the sale every single day. Because your customers can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. So it's similar with the turd. You actually have to be out there asking for the sale markets in the online space, stories, reels, whatever. And if you genuinely have tried all of those avenues and you've had zero sales, then again, is it a turd or do we have a messaging problem? Mm-hmm. Is it that you're not articulating this enough to your audience in a way that they feel connected? Is it potentially a pricing problem? So again, we can then start to adapt and say, okay, great. You've marketed it out there genuinely. Let's test pricing. Let's change one variable. Okay, great. We lowered the price or increased the price. Wow, we now have sales. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Validation. Mm -hmm. But without getting it out there, we're making assumptions. And again, that's not good. Whereas we need to be looking at data and then making our next move based on data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to something as well, because or something you mentioned in the beginning, um, when you were talking about how you were taking those discovery, you know, everybody wanted to pick your brain. Suddenly you have, you know, your calendar's full with all these coffee dates Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, you know, I had, I had my free coaching sessions too, that I did. And there's just a point where you're like, and I just want to say this to validate for everybody, a, that's afraid to charge. And for those who think that you can't charge for your services, like, I just, let's have this conversation here. Do people not get way better results when they pay for something, right? Like when you're giving someone free advice, it's just free advice. It's like, yeah, you know, like they take it or leave it. But when you're paying for something and you invest in it, you have I know it's, it's obvious, but, um, you know, just so those out there can have that confidence to pay for things like, you know, I have to charge for my services because I don't have time to give it away for free because I don't have time to keep telling you the same old thing over and over that, you know, if you're not taking that extra step to really say, Oh, I need to get my shit together. Cause I've now put, you know, energy, this other energy behind it, this money energy behind it. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, So I think there's a few things there as I think one is I definitely, so I'm just trying to find this thing as I'm talking to share this quote with you. But first of all, I do believe is that when you pay, you pay attention. Mm -hmm. So even when I first started off in businesses, I was going to all these free like events. Right. And I would go there, but then again, it's like, they weren't necessarily my ideal client. I was exchanging time and energy and getting very little in return. But then when I started paying like $10 to go to an event, $20 to go to an event, I started to, you kind of weeded out events that you would have just gone to because you felt you had to versus that were more in alignment, even if I was paying a little bit, right? So I do believe that again, when you pay, you're more likely to pay attention. You're more likely to open that email. You're more likely to take action. You're more likely to do something, right? The other thing that I would say there is that I believe the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. Mm. 
So there's something yeah. to be said that when it, it could be a transformation around just building confidence. Mm-hmm. So you might not actually finish the course because a lot of times we don't finish courses and people think like, oh, I'm a failure. No, how about instead of just going, I got what I needed from that course and I've implemented what I needed at this stage, yes. right? Love because that. people are like, oh, I've hired, mm-hmm. you know, I've gotten this many courses, whatever. So I think that's something, yet, but the, I do believe that the transformation occurs and the transaction takes place. Mm-hmm. You step up a little bit more. You kind of present to the 2.0 version of you. Mm-hmm. You're more likely again to that pay attention. So I do think there's something to be there. Now, um, what else would I say is that is um, uh, there's also this essence of like when you pay to play is what I call it. Is it, and it's not necessarily my terminology, but I heard it once before. Is that when you pay to play, other people are looking out for opportunities for you too. So for example, I've got a mm-hmm. Facebook community of 8,600 women called the Women in Business Collaborative, yeah. very active Facebook community. Now, I cannot possibly know all 8,600 businesses. It's just not humanly possible. Mm-hmm. But either when I pay to play or when people pay to play with me. So when people sign up for me, I now get to know more about them. I get to know more about their business and I'm able to look for other opportunities, either with my connections or with Mm. other things I see because I'm able to, right? They're paying to play. And it's the same thing that when I'm paying to play, like I'm working with a coach right now, he's $45,000 for six months. Mm -hmm. He too, right? I'm paying to play in his ecosystem, Mm -hmm. but he now too, I'm paying for him to look for other opportunities. So again, you know, 100% start investing a little bit by a little bit. But there's also, I know you talked about a discovery call and giving free advice, right? Is I think it's important to know the difference. Again, if people are giving away free advice, then you're not doing a true discovery call. Mm-hmm. All right. A discovery right. call, there should be zero advice given. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a discovery call, there's three things that I look for. Where is someone at? Where do they want to be a year from now? And what steps do they need to get there? Mm -hmm. Once I analyze those steps, I then go, okay, great. Thank you so much. These would be the three things that I would, I would work on personally. If it's me, I'm not showing them the how to's there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. And then I say, great. I think I've got the skills to be able to help you. Are you okay with me showing you what I can do for you? Mm-hmm. So again, I do my own discovery calls still every single week. I do six to eight a week. Those are wow. mine. When mm-hmm. other people told me to uh, outsource that to a sales team, I was never in alignment with that because mm-hmm. I actually work with quite, I work with a hundred different women on any given week wow. in all my programs. Wow. But my thing is, is I want to actually allow them the opportunity to have a conversation with me and for me to have a conversation with them. If I brought on a sales team, they're going to try and convert every single person because they get commissioned back from that. Mm-hmm. That is, they're more than likely they're going to be bringing people who aren't in alignment with me into my programs, and therefore we're right. going to offset the kilter. And now mm-hmm. I'm not actually going to start to enjoy or continue to enjoy the work I do because I'm now putting out spot fires because pe- the wrong people are in my ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, is I'm all about that's my personal thing again, my human design and all that, right? Like I've had to learn very hard that. It is safe for me to do my own discovery calls. It is okay for me to do my own discovery calls. But again, I do not give free advice on those calls. That call is a way for them to discover me and for me to discover them. Mm-hmm. It's not called a 30-minute pick my brain session. Right. It's not called a 30-minute um, strategy session. Mm-hmm. called a discovery session. So again, if people are getting into that pattern, then to me is it's about redefining your boundaries and understanding the difference between a discovery call and giving advice, because I don't think you giving advice is something that people should be doing. Because if you think about this is 
someone said something to me once like, well, Angela, that's fine. Like, how dare you not give advice to people? And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. I've been producing one podcast every single week for the last three and a half years. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm giving more (laughs) than enough back to people, A, because I want to, but B, like, hold on. I also, um, up until recently, have been producing one blog blog article a week, right? Mm -hmm. But there's over like, I don't know, 150 blog articles. That too is free. Mm-hmm. I also have my Facebook community, like I said, of 8,600 people. We have a variety of different things in there, which also allows people to promote promo every single Wednesday in there, their own products. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on. I have a variety. Instagram, I'm producing free content. Right. There are so many things that I'm still contributing, allowing women to get the tools, community, and resources they need for free. But I'm also okay to put a figure to my other services when they want that one-on-one time with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was just this meme. I can't seem to find it, but it's so funny where it's like something super simple, like, let me pick your brain. And it's like, let me first pick your credit card. Right. <laughs> because that's the thing. But we are trained that, oh, no, I'll just do it for free. I'll just do this. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bitch if I charge for this. Ugh, right. Yes. Oh, you're, you're, you know, I mean, you're an asshole for doing this. No. Why isn't that we just can't ask for the sale? Why can it not be safe to make more money? This is another thing. Like, I can say in the last year of the hundreds of women I've worked, I've probably had less than 10 requests for refunds. Mm-hmm. And of those 10, I can I can tell you two, I won't know their names. One person became really well from mental health and another person's husband lost their job. Yeah. That's it. Those other eight people, again, this is rough, but give or take the 10 or whatever, but given... Yeah, I just, I don't feel like the program, you know, I was like, I just want a refund. No, did you not hear on our discovery call that I did with you? that you have choice. This is what's included. And I will show up and this is my bargain. I've continued to hold my bargain. You don't go and buy a fucking car and fall out of love of the color purple and return the keys. You don't buy a, you don't buy a house and then say, oh, I don't actually weigh them look like the way the sun sets in the afternoon. I'm going to return the keys. No, you chose to sign a contract knowing full well what the parameters were from beginning to end. I'm not letting you out of the contract. You aren't showing up. You aren't doing the work. Now, I would, if it was me, 100%. But this isn't a me thing. But then what happens is women freak out. Okay, I'll just refund you. And then they breach their own boundaries. Mm. I'll just refund you because I'm worried about what you're going to go say. Well, here's the thing. If you've genuinely done what your terms and conditions say, if they go and write a bad review, now that's fucking defamation. And now I'll sue your effort for defaming. Because the reality of it is, is do not, you can, you cannot go and make a bad review for someone if you haven't done anything wrong. But again, what's happening? I'll bully. Uh, And this is what, this just happened recently of those people. I just tell you, I had a lady Mm -hmm. say full well, knowing what the terms and conditions are. Yeah. I just haven't got to the program. So I want it back. Well, I'm going to get my lawyer involved. I'm going to get this involved. Get your fucking lawyer involved. And this is the thing. (laughs) It's only for $800. It would be easy for me just to put refund right. and put, get that lady out of my space. Right. But what am I role modeling as a business consultant? What? Oh, sure. No worries. Let me refund you. Mm-hmm. I'm role modeling that it is okay to maintain your boundaries, that mm-hmm. it is okay to not be bullied and threatened, that it's okay to hold your ground. Right. But what is happening? This is it. I'll leave you a bad review. I'll do this. Well, no, you can't leave me a bad review because I've actually done everything that was said I was do. You haven't shown up for the calls. You haven't shown up and done the homework. You haven't done this. Again, not taking responsibility for their life. 
So I'll try and do threats. So those are some of the things where like, I'm very firm with my boundaries and mm-hmm. I've had to learn that it is safe for me to make more money. Yeah. It is safe for me to ask for people to access my brain. You know, listen, right. this year alone, Scott was $45,000. My other mastermind was 20. My other mastermind was 20. Like, listen, I would have spent about 120K in the last 12 months on building my community mm-hmm. and my knowledge base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just for one year, you times that by 11 years, that's like $1.1 million I've put into learning more. That's more than any right. Harvard degree. Right. So why, why is it not safe for me to say, here's my fee? Yeah. You get to choose then right. if you either sign mm-hmm. or you don't sign. Right. But just know that it is safe for you to ask for money. It is safe for you not to have to give things away for free. And it is safe for you not to be bullied into giving a refund because other people aren't taking responsibility for your mm-hmm. their lives when you are. Girl, I just have to say like, you're, and and it's raising a question in my mind is like, why is your confidence scary? Because, you know, like the the way that you are displaying your boundaries is really inspiring, but it's also like, I'm like, shit, this girl, this bitch means business, you know? And like, I'm somebody that people look to me and they're like, oh, you're so confident. You're so strong. And I'm looking at you like, wow, this, this person really knows how to express their boundaries. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, but it's also scary. Like, (laughs) you know, like, damn. but, but but again, I'd be looking at like, what does that mean for it to be scary? Because this is the thing is there's not, in my opinion, there's not a lot of talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so is it because it's a conversation that not a lot of people are having, right? It's like, oh yeah, we, yeah, (laughs) we should have better boundaries. Oh yeah. We shouldn't be bullied into having to do refunds. Oh yeah. We shouldn't. Right. Because here's like, again, no one's coming to save us. Mm-hmm. No one's coming to save you, me, my children. It's that's on us. Mm-hmm. But yet we keep getting told shit like just start a business and it will come. Just do this and it will come. Like there's all these things that we're consuming on any given day. And I choose not to continue to do what everyone else is saying. Why mm-hmm. do I have to give a refund? Because I'm worried about her leaving me a bad review. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should I? Like what, like literally, why should I have to do that? Why should I have to feel that I'm getting pushed into a corner? Why? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it's, they haven't, like I've shown up for every call. Right. I answer every question inside my Facebook group every day. I answer every email myself. Why, if that's the case, so no, you haven't shown up. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying is like, for me is it's like, what is it? If there's something that's triggered someone in this conversation today, I'd ask you again, deep down internally, what's the trigger? Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example of when I did hypnotherapy, when I was triggered is um, a client of mine said, I thought if I worked with you one-on-one, I would have had more templates, like Mm. like have access to templates. Mm -hmm. And remember when she said this, I was super triggered. I was like, what does she mean? I was like, oh my God, if she thinks I don't give enough templates, do other people think I don't give enough templates? And I thought, and I don't do cookie cutter approaches. So I was like, no, with this particular client, based on her business, her model, her alignment, I gave her whatever, seven or eight templates. So I was on my hypnotherapy call that week and the lady said, does anything come up for you this week? I was like, actually, this came up to me at the beginning of the week. I don't know why I'm still feeling this today. And she's like, well, let's just see what happens when I count you down. And yes, you go from 10 to one. You know, you do not turn, start clucking like ducks, but that's what happened. (laughs) So when she said, okay, great. 
you know, one, zero. She goes, when I get to zero, you'll be where I need to be. So she's like, 10, 9, 8, 1, and we're here. And where I was, was this, uh, when I was 19, I was in my mom's apartment. And there was this thing on the computer. And it had my name, my brother's name, and my sister's name. And she had been separated from my dad for a while. But I'd seen my name. And all it really said was, Angela's in medical school. She's got a GPA of 4.0 and whatever. And, but I'm not. I wasn't in medical school. Mm. I didn't have a GPA. Like, my mom had made up personas for all of us right Mm -hmm. but I didn't think anything of it up until when I was doing this incident came up about eight months ago and what came from that from the subconscious part was so ladies like well what did you feel then when you do you know I mean you read this I was like oh not much that's like ah and I get for people that that can't see the video as I still have the thing from the session where it says the words that came out of my mouth someone who is super confident right said I'm not enough Mm -hmm. I'm not enough Mm -hmm. right but again I was not enough potentially to that client I was not enough to my mother I was not enough Mm -hmm. and so I share this because this is the internal stuff that we have to continue to work through right and I believe the reason why I'm confident and that where I am where I am is because I choose to look at the messiness I choose to look at the inside to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. but if not like I would have continued to walk around with this thing that I'm not enough even though Mm -hmm. I've never said those words out of my mouth So that's an example of look at when you're triggered by something. So if you're triggered by this conversation, there is something internally that Mm -hmm. is unresolved that's triggering. And any Mm -hmm. of us, we're triggered every day, but most of us just let it go and keep carrying on. But if that triggered today for you and someone in somewhere, you're like, damn, that's not right. Or, oh, that doesn't feel good. But why? Mm-hmm. why where is it so that's when I was triggered by that client so that's an example of again triggering mm-hmm. you know because again we're told and what we're taught in society is to do everything one way I'm here to challenge those things and allow people to step into their true power for what they want for their world and their life because again no one is coming to save you wow I mean what a what a great soundbite <laughs> that's a perfect way to kind of put a nice little bow on everything. I love how, how firm and strong you are in your boundaries. And I like the fact that you're like, why is this scary? You know, because you're right. It shouldn't be. I love that. Um, that strength that you are not just speaking about, but actually like you're displaying it. And that's what I just kind of wanted to like recognize and thank you for. And, and, and I'm really excited for people to listen through the whole episode because there's, there's so many gems and so much, so much great inspiration and, and, um, just, you know, uh, ideas and, and opening the door to, to possibilities for yourself. So I really appreciate you being here. Um, can you tell us how to, again, tell us your Facebook group, how to sign up, where do we find you? Where do we follow along? Yeah. So again, it's just dependent on what, you know, what way you want to and how you consume content best. But I always say if you head to my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au, you can choose to listen to the podcast. You can choose to join the Facebook group. You can, you know, choose to book a call with me, whatever works for you. So yeah, so I just say head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and then pick your little journey from there. Yay. And a discovery call, not a free no, you will not. Get, you will not be getting a free, do you know what I mean, advice call. But it's funny that you said. I'll just mention that you talked about the boundaries, right? Is because I lay the boundaries from the discovery. I lay the boundaries mm. all the way from when they book a call 
Mm-hmm. To then when we pre-qualify them to book the call, to then when they get on the call, I set my boundary at the beginning of the call. And then at the end of the call, when I'm like, okay, if you do want to work with me, just understand, because they normally say things like, oh, so you'll be able to help me make 10K months. No, right. no, no, no. I will help guide you. I will support you. And I will give you strategy, but you will make yourself the 10K months. Right. I'm not making your the money. And yes. so as soon as I can start showing them the differentiation between what my role is and what their role is, I said, because if you don't show up and do the work, that's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of your action or inaction. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, I will repel them right on that discovery call because I'm like, no, I'm like the boundaries laid. Mm-hmm. So again, those boundaries, I think it's a, it's just important to know that the sooner you can put them into place, they naturally mm-hmm. will just, it's easier. It feels so much easier because it just it becomes part of the whole process from beginning right. to end. So, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Instead of trying to like, you know, put up a fence after there's a bunch of yes. people in your yard. Yeah, exactly right. Where it's like when they come on board, for example, so then we then they then do the discovery call. Well, first of all, they do pre-qualifier, then they do the discovery call. Then we show them the different options that are available. Then they sign the contract. Then they get retold when we onboard them. Don't forget that these are the ways you can utilize Angela. If you don't utilize her, don't whinge about it. Like we're literally that blunt, Mm -hmm. right? We put reminders in the Facebook group. Does anyone need help? Don't forget if you don't ask for help, Angela can't read your mind. So we're like literally going through the whole thing. So then by the time, if, like I said, it's rare, because really the hundreds of women, statistics it's really low um, percentage of people that ask for refunds but those mm-hmm. that are due it's like well hold on since the very beginning you've been told from day one that this is all your responsibility for your success is you so no we're not returning the house keys no we're not returning the car keys and no you're not do you know what I mean getting out of Angela's program because you've been mm-hmm. told all the way from the beginning of the journey and that's Hey, that's a good metaphor for life. It's the same thing. When you're talking about your manifestations, you're talking about your well-being, your health, your happiness. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. It's on mm-hmm. you. And no matter mm-hmm. what you think is the outside circumstances doing or causing or swaying you in any direction, it's all you. And if you fuck it up, that's that's all you too. Embrace that's it. All- love it. Love the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, exactly. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm running Facebook ads at the moment for my launch. And of course I could be upset, but I mean, our cost per lead is literally $200. I mean, so at time of recording, we are going into like Black Fridays, all of that. Mm-hmm. So ads are crazy at the moment. Then you add right. iOS. Now, what do I do? I can choose to freak out and have a pity party mm-hmm. and yell and scream, or I can choose and go, okay, what do we need to do now to pivot to still make this a viable launch? Right. 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 Again, there's, that's just a different way of looking at it. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Yes, but stop the ads so we're not wasting money. Let me come up with another strategy and let's keep going. Right? Like, are. and here we are. Right? <laughs> so, yes. But no, I appreciate you. I appreciate your wisdom also. So, thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate yeah, of that. Of course. I, I've had fun talking to you and I'm inspired by you and your strength. So, I appreciate what you're out here doing and sharing with us because it is important. And I know that everyone's going to get a lot of value from this. So thank you so much for being here with us. No worries. Have an awesome day, my friend. (laughs) You too. Thank you, everybody. I love you. I appreciate you. We're all raising our vibrations together. You have the power. I believe in you.